Chapter Nineteen of Twenty Minutes Late by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nineteen: Entertaining Company. That is a letter to be proud of," said Doctor Forsythe as he returned it. "Not every girl has a mother who lives so as to be able to write it. Now about these friends of yours. When do you say you expect them? And do you know where their uncle lives?" caroline named a street and number she did not know where it was but the doctor recognized it as one of the obscure streets of the city a long distance from his home they are to come on monday you say well let me see on tuesday they will probably be busy with their relatives how would it do to send the carriage for them on wednesday and have them here when you and dorothy return from school you would like that would you the carriage said caroline almost gasping the words no thought of such remarkable distinction as that had occurred to her as being given to any of her friends certainly said dr forsythe smiling it would save you a long trip down there to call upon them and save time in every way then we could have them remain to dinner with us and get acquainted with your surroundings you would have time to take them to drive perhaps and finally return them safely to their uncle's house by dark i think that will be the better way to manage that is if you would like to show them such attention am i to understand that it would give you pleasure to do so caroline's eyes answered for her even before she spoke nothing that had ever happened to her gave her more thorough satisfaction to be able to show attention to fanny and rufus to show them just how she was treated in this elegant home to which she had come to give them the pleasure of a ride in a handsome carriage behind fine horses to be able to act as mistress of ceremonies and show them some of the wonders of city life nothing that the doctor had planned could give her greater pleasure oh dr forsythe she began i don't know how i cannot tell what to say nor how to say it he interrupted her with a genial laugh never mind you have said it or your eyes have for you it is a very convenient thing sometimes to have eyes that talk very well we will consider it settled then that the carriage goes on wednesday to meet your friends i hope it will be a pleasant day and that you will have a good time and be able to show them every possible attention help them to feel at home in the city and help them to realize that you feel at home as for dorothy here she likes new people and i feel sure it will give her great delight to assist in entertaining them and then dr forsythe who had spent more time than he often had to bestow upon them hastened away never was a brighter day than wednesday the sun seemed to be doing what it could to celebrate the coming of fanny and rufus kedwin to philadelphia if the truth must be told however these two young people away from home for the first time were the least bit in the world homesick the cousins were older than themselves and on this particular afternoon had an engagement which it was impossible to avoid so they said and had left fanny and rufus to the care of their aunt she good woman was doing the best to entertain them calling the baby to her aid but the two who were accustomed to a great deal of exercise in the open air 
as the day wore along found it very dismal to be sitting in a small dark room at least it seemed dark to them looking out on a narrow street where nothing of very special interest was going on fanny turned from the window at last with a long-drawn sigh and said aloud i wish we could see caroline this afternoon don't you rufus who is caroline questioned the aunt and an explanation followed a servant girl eh she said with lifted eyebrows i don't know i am afraid it will be rather difficult to plan your seeing her people do not like to have their servants receive company you know it isn't always convenient besides dr forsyth lives a long way from here was your mother willing to have you go there fanny hastened to keep up the dignity of the family mother didn't know she said we must get caroline's package to her and that we must remember we were neighbors at home and really we would truly like to see her she is a good girl oh i have no doubt of it but her circumstances are different than yours however we will ask your uncle about it and bring it to pass if we can if we cannot plan so as to make it convenient for you to go there we can send the package so that it will be all right don't worry about it rufus had taken no part in this conversation for the reason that he was engaged in watching the movements of a splendid span of horses that were apparently picking their way through the narrow and muddy street the driver rufus thought was as fine a looking gentleman as he had seen in the city to his great surprise and of course delight the horses were reined in before his uncle's door and he turned with marked excitement to his aunt aunt fanny there is a splendid carriage and a magnificent span of horses stopping here and the driver is getting down and coming to the door who do you suppose he wants dear me said aunt fanny i don't know i wish your uncle was at home he is on business of course fanny will you take the baby and let me see what it is hannah is always out when i need her most she left the door ajar and to their great delight they could hear every word that passed between their aunt and the stranger dr forsyth's compliments and would it be convenient for miss fanny and mr rufus kedwin to dine with miss caroline bryant that evening the doctor had sent the carriage for the purpose of taking them to his house rufus and fanny looked at each other could they believe their ears a carriage for the purpose of taking them to dine with caroline bryant what in the world does it all mean muttered rufus then came his aunt excited and voluble a bustle of preparation followed while that gentlemanly coachman paced back and forth on the pavement and the high-stepping horses arched their necks and pawed the ground before they had thoroughly realized what wonderful thing had happened to them rufus and fanny were bowling along in a carriage the like of which they had never entered before they had not yet recovered their senses enough to talk to each other and indeed their eyes were so busily engaged in gazing out of the window on the strange sights which everywhere presented themselves as soon as they were in one of the main streets that they had no desire to talk but the drive was long and before they had reached dr forsyth's they found their tongues again and began once more to wonder what it could all mean dear me said fanny looking out at last on the house 
which seemed to her magnificent and which bore the name forsyth on the door-plate i must say i'm a little bit scared rufus do you suppose there could be some mistake what is there to be scared about growled rufus they sent for us and here we are if they hadn't wanted us they needn't have sent it will be fun to see line anyhow by the time their wraps were disposed of and they were seated in state in what seemed to them a grand parlor caroline came was it caroline it is true that not very many weeks had passed since they had seen her but this young girl who came eagerly forward to meet them wore such a pretty dress and had her hair done in such a new-fashioned way and altogether looked so much like what fanny called cityfied that for a moment she was almost abashed but there was no mistaking caroline's greeting she was unaffectedly and heartily glad to see them she asked dozens of questions about home and mother and daisy and ben just to think she said looking at them that you saw my mother and all of them only the other day oh dear i'm afraid you make me almost homesick i shouldn't think you need be homesick here said rufus looking around him with intense curiosity say line what does it all mean what asked caroline laughing why this how did you happen to ask us to come here and send a carriage for us and everything i thought you were a a caroline interrupted him laughing again you thought i worked for my living didn't you well i do at least they say i do only it doesn't seem to me that i do anything at all except go to school and study and have good times then came dorothy fair and sweet in her white dress and with her gentle womanly ways she fascinated fanny at once it was a day to be remembered forever in the annals of the kedwin family from thenceforth for years they dated their experiences from that day when we took dinner at dr forsythe's you know caroline showed them all over the beautiful house they went to the library to the conservatory to the music room and saw pictures and flowers and books and what was more to both of them i am afraid than all of these elegant furniture such as they had never seen before truth to tell dr forsythe would have been astonished had he known that they considered everything about his establishment magnificent to those accustomed to the real elegance of city life this was only a large plain pleasantly furnished cheerful house but to fanny and rufus kedwin it was paradise caroline took them to her own room there the two stared about them in astonishment over the beauty and elegance everywhere displayed you don't say you have this all to yourself said fanny i thought you slept with dorothy and took care of her oh no indeed dr forsythe doesn't allow anyone to sleep with her he doesn't think it is healthful but the nurse sleeps very close to her with folding doors between and they are left open no i do not have any care for her at all at night dr forsythe says i am too young to have any burden of care upon me while i ought to be sleeping he must be tip-top said rufus he is the best man i ever knew said caroline promptly 
presently came the summons to dinner the light and beauty of the great dining-room the many courses served with exquisite taste and care especially the elegant grandmother hushed rufus and fanny into almost utter silence perhaps however the thing that astonished them most that evening was the fact that the dignified table-waiter always said miss caroline and waited with as much deference to see how he could serve her as he did before the grandmother herself after dinner came the wonderful ride through the brilliantly lighted streets of the city the young folks resting back luxuriously among the cushions of the carriage do you often have a ride in this thing rufus asked every pleasant day said caroline in an unconcerned tone look rufus there is our school building that is where dorothy and i go every morning that's my room up there on the third floor oh fanny you don't know what a splendid school it is you take music lessons and all don't you asked rufus yes indeed oh i like the music teacher ever so much he has a quick sharp way of speaking and some of the girls think he is cross but he isn't a bit oh fanny if you and rufus and ben could all be here at this school wouldn't it be perfectly splendid the fact is their young hostess was in a perfect flutter of delight what a thing it had been for dr forsythe to invite them to dinner and send the carriage for them and treat them in every way as if they were distinguished guests he could not have done any more if i had been his own daughter caroline reflected as she rode back alone having bade a cordial good-bye to her friends and promised to come and see them if she could but it is a very long way she said from our house you know and we are very very busy getting ready for the holidays she did not hear what rufus said as he went grumblingly up his aunt's steps it seems to me line puts on a good many airs about we and us and the holidays and all the next thing you know she'll be getting stuck up and feel above us i don't think she seemed a bit stuck up said the gentler fanny and i had a real good time rufus i'm glad she has such a nice place isn't dorothy lovely she has all the nice times she and ben he said as they waited on the low white doorsteps for someone to let them into the house i always said ben bryant had all the luck there was in the world some folks do have no such nice times as line is having ever came to you fanny or ever will this time even fanny could not help laughing a little certainly he had never found it necessary to envy line bryant before to caroline sitting back among the cushions watching the many scenes of interest and thinking her thoughts there came the memory of a day when she stood looking disconsolately out of the window watching a handsome carriage pass and said to ben i believe i could step gracefully into a carriage if i had a chance i wonder if i ever will have a chance here she was having her chance and it had not even occurred to her to notice whether she stepped gracefully into the carriage or not she laughed a frank glad laugh as she thought of that foolish sentence and of how little after all graceful steps and matters of that kind amounted to when one came to real living and wondered whether her other dreams fancies that had been so numerous 
if time should ever bring them to pass for her as it had the stepping into the handsome carriage would amount to as little as that did then she dismissed them from her mind altogether and gave herself up to the delights of the coming christmas and the thought of the surprises she was getting ready for mother and daisy and ben she remembered how good dr forsythe was to make it possible for her to have such surprises and altogether was glad and thankful and happy hey called a shrill voice on the sidewalk just as they were passing through one of the side streets to reach a main avenue and leaning forward caroline saw a woman gesticulating eagerly apparently to the coachman joseph who seemed to have eyes on every side of him when he drove saw her and promptly reined in his horses caroline leaning forward heard isn't that dr forsythe's carriage i thought so is he inside look here can't you drive straight home and tell him my dory has got hurt dreadful he's been to a fire it's his leg i guess it's broke and i don't know what to do and the folks don't know what to do i can't find no doctor that knows what he is about they have just sent that little green fellow with white hair and no eyebrows from the hospital and he don't know much i guess anyhow i'm most sure that dr forsythe would come if he knew can't you let him know right straight off joseph expressed his willingness to make all possible speed home and report as to the accident you know me said the woman don't you i'm miss perkins the doll maker dr forsythe will know he knows just where i am and about dory and everything miss perkins the doll maker caroline had heard the name before for the first time since she had been in philadelphia it dawned upon her that she was in the city where lived the woman who had made so many of daisy's dolls miss perkins doll maker was to be found on almost every dolly that caroline's patient fingers had dressed she and daisy had often wondered together about her how she came to make dolls for a living why she made them whether she had little children who loved to watch her work at them whether she learned to love the dollies and think about them afterwards and wonder who their mothers were whether they were nicely cared for and their clothes kept neat here was a chance to find out she had a dory anyway and he was in trouble caroline felt almost as eager to get home as miss perkins had been to have them and offered to carry the message at once to the doctor while joseph waited outside End of chapter 19